punch him. But he moved to Florida, so I couldn't reach. But you're going to Florida, so you're going to track him down and punch him. No, I did that already. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, at this point, I had already I could have hit him for different things, but I That's chose not to. Because bizarre. I'm just like that. Anybody going to start us July 8th. July. Um, See, I told you. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Jesus. Before we forget, Andreas, tomorrow mm. is daylight savings time because we were worried you already fell into that black hole. So for next week, be thinking about that. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, presumably you, you would have had a week to acclimate. Well, yeah, theoretically. But he'll be off schedule from us. So he won't show up to his beloved movie of Viva Vendetta next week if he doesn't pay attention to the time. Oh, that's was what, that his that's pick? I felt like that was kind of a community thing. No, but... it was his pick. All right, good, good job, on guys. I definitely vote for it. I accept that pick. So. Yeah, I. You did a good I job, do, I especially do not accept, like timing. You know, I do not so. accept the pick of what you just put in there, though. Of um, what did you just choose, Justin? Abraham oh, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln Vampire, Vampire Hunter. Hunter. Come oh, on yeah. now, it no, is. Still, it is a I perfect. Still, <laughs> I've only ever read the book. I've still never actually watched it. Oh, dude. So, okay. Like, it's it's funny because the anecdote, I'll take a, a couple minutes and then, you know, Shock. we can actually talk about Dresden. But, <laughs> like, so I, I had a bunch of coworkers go to see it at the time, but I had something scheduled and I think I was, like, newly married, right? So probably was like, well, I guess I got to go home to the old woman, right? Um, but they came back and they were all like, eh, it was okay. And I was like, I only have one question. Uh, so spoilers and swearing warning, because if you don't like the F word, just disconnect right now. I asked, did the president of the United States hit a motherfucking vampire in the face with an axe? Mm -hmm. Then it's everything that is said on the tin. And that's all that I want. And so, but for whatever reason, I just never got back to it. And then I finally, like, I started working through like some of the movies on HBO because I've been watching, like I watched it chapter two and then this because like they were about to get off of HBO Max. And then I, so like I watched them, I'm like, everybody's in this movie. Not everybody, everybody, but there's like three Marvel actors and a bunch of other people like, you know, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and a bunch of other great actors. And I'm like, why did nobody tell me they were in this movie? That made it like 50% better than I thought it was going to be. So freaking Anthony Mackie, like hunting vampires. Come on. Like who doesn't love that? That so. and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. One day I'm just gonna watch like all those kind of movies in a row. See, like I still have problems with that one. Like I think the premise is cute and I love zombies, but not Pride and Prejudice. And like, like if I found out that like 23 of my favorite actors were in it, then okay, I'll I'll go something through it or whatever. But other than that, it was one of those where I was like, no, that's not quite what I'm looking for, you know. So you need to like, broaden your tastes. Yeah, the the fact that it's Abraham Lincoln, the president of the United States, hunting vampires is the quirky, ridiculous part of the story, right? But the fact that you have what is Sewell, right, or however you say his last name, like the bad guy from fucking um, Knight's Tale, is the main vampire, and you know Howard Stark is like the good vampire, and Abraham Lincoln, like there's just this whole thing. It's like everybody is good, and every scene is good, and it was way better than it should have been. You know, so I, I was joking about perfect movie, but like certainly in the first like 30 minutes, I'm like, it you get be. a pick. It's either a perfect movie or I'm going to make you suffer through it later. <laughs> so. I mean, if it's a perfect movie for you, it's a good movie. Nah, 
I mean, it was just, yeah, like I said, it was just yeah. funny, but I mean, it's like Constantine, right? Like I loved me some Constantine, but I'm not saying it's perfect, right? Like anybody could have replaced Shia LaBeouf and it would have been Did, better probably. How so. dare you? It's one actually... of Shia LaBeouf's best movies, but still, it's still Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> like... It would have, I mean, it just would have been different. I mean, he did the thing that he always did in that movie. It's just like if you replace it with someone else, it would have been different. <laughs> he didn't. He doesn't die in every movie. He's not Sean Bean. <laughs> right. Then actually, that movie should have been entirely right played by Shia LaBeouf. Every actor, <laughs> up to and or... including Tilda Swinton's character. Yeah. Well, that's that's because that would have been actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. So. Does the director still stand the Constantine as a perfect movie after? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got Marvel reference came to the brain. Big shock there, but <sighs> she <laughs> she's playing Star Lord in this scene, and she's like, "Is Constantine still the best movie?" And I'm like, "It never, it never was, was, but you know, like, <laughs> but I loved it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like I." <laughs> there was nothing that I would change in that movie. Maybe some minor things. And I also, just in case anybody was wondering, Footloose, not going on the list. <laughs> yeah, right. We're putting it in the corner, firmly. So. That goes in the Dirty Dancing, <laughs> yeah. in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Every John Hughes movie, in the corner. <laughs> Speaking of in the corner, we're going to put ourselves in the corner, because... By going back to TV chips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because... This is the director Alex enjoys this way. This is better than guns, gadgets, and whatever, but only because we're laughing at other people as opposed to just you. I mean, so sometimes I feel bad that we're just laughing on people who aren't defending themselves. On the other side, they should be defending themselves in their argument here. And some of it has been like they'll say something. We looked into it. We thought about it further. It's like, okay, maybe that's interesting. Maybe that's correct. It's kind of refreshing us some of times. A couple of times. A key a trip needs to be taken like down a peg. Bad. Sub 10% maybe? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's yeah. Just a while. It's like, okay, that was worth thinking about. Maybe. But it's time. Yeah. Starting with the White Council, we'll see how far we get through it. Hey. Um, the first one's already gold. I read the first one, and then I'm like, nope, I got to <laughs> save it for the show. <laughs> Ancient Mai is a Jade Court inductee or the repentant originator of the Jade Court line. The dragon explanation in the TV series was just a way to throw off suspicion. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, to show that he's notoriously said no, this wasn't what I wanted, but that was used to throw off suspicion for the books. Well, it's obviously canon. It's what the author would do. Yeah, it's what he would do. <laughs> what yes. he, would need to. he lies to us all the time, guys. WWJD man, week. it wasn't Jesus. It was Jim. What would Jim do? Yeah. <laughs> Either she was attacked by a Jade Court vampire or a, a couple or a few thousand years ago and never fully turned, and Jade Court transmission works in a similar way to the Red Court. Okay, or the I was going to say, vampires. why are you assuming you even know how Jade Court <laughs> You don't know what they are! Right. Mm-hmm. But no, no we know they turn doing people. This I love seeing him in pain. <laughs> <laughs> or Jade Court vampires work more like traditional Jiangxi, and I'm probably butchered that word, don't bother me. Yeah, um, Ancient Maya was an early Chinese alchemist and Taoist who was working on ways to achieve the least, at least the agelessness or something, and bring back the dead. And Ancient Maya and the Jade Court are the reason for the necromancy ban in the first place. No. No. <laughs> Thank you. At the same time. I So, 
sort of meta, sort of pivoting a little bit. The problem with a lot of these things is that these guys write these arguments, and we've discussed this before, but just to drive this home once more, if you included any sources for your crazy-ass guesses and your wild theories, that would be nice. But considering like there is as much canon Word of Jim source on the Jade Court, like would take up half of this paragraph on this crazy-ass theory, there are no sources for this sort of thing, right? But it's like, you know, talking about making fun of people and whatever, like getting getting the idea in my head that these are, you know, like pseudo essays of of like argumentative purposes or like not arguments as in they're trying to argue with us, but to like propose, you know, a concept or an argument or an idea. They really need sources, <laughs> you know, like yeah. maybe you could have linked a single quote instead of like, well, she was a dragon in the TV show that didn't make it an entire season, like. People forget wow, the and Jim had no fucking say in. People forget the 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 crafting part of theory crafting these days. They just they don't know how to do it anymore. I could agree to that. Yeah. They're just like theory post. Okay. So Thanks. the second on the list is ancient Maya is going to be revealed as a dragon. Oh no, because that not. would be funny, right? No. Yeah. No, <laughs> even people inside TV tropes were saying, "No, this is this is proven wrong." Here's a source to what Jim <gasps> said. No. We don't use those here. Yeah, I know, right? What is sourcing? Uh, okay. I like the re the reasoning here. They plus they set up Bianca's hatred for dresses, so they were trying they to were do book attempting. stuff. <laughs> so therefore, surely this dragon thing is correct. Yeah, remember when they were trying to do book stuff, like when they had the shapeshifter in the first episode that got killed by a magical grenade? Yeah. Like that no, one. Because I never watched the show. Uh, yeah. That one made me so mad until I went back to like look at where like the time frame of the show versus the books, right? Kind of like, you know, what we've speculated with some of the TV trope stuff. And like that episode came out something like two years before Turncoat. And so because like I was so so mad that they boiled Shag Nasty down to like a 30-minute plot line, you yeah. know, that it was like, and it's a magical grenade that even I don't know how it works, but I've got it, and then you caught it, and now it kaboom. And I'm like, like, any any show did that better, right? Like, my first thought was Buffy, then Supernatural, like, any of them did it better, <laughs> better you know, so, yeah. Next is the Merlin planned, or at least was aware of and encouraged the events of changes because, oh my God, this person's posting a source, a mm. line from the book. Is it the root to branch? Fantastic. Yes. It's that one. <laughs> okay. That's the only line they ever Shocker. post with that. Shocker. But that is still leagues above That's... all the rest of the stuff we've read. Mm -hmm. But it's also proven out recently, right? You know, like, wasn't that uh, Lost in Times, you know, like, part of his Q&A that he he recorded was that, you know, somebody asked him, you know, what was what was the Merlin secret plan? Harry, you know, so mm -hmm. basically, I mean, uh, it's not quite parallel, but I would say, you know, this one kind of proves out with the whole, you know, he knew what he was doing. He's still a bastard. Like, let's not pretend that this absolves him of anything. In fact, it makes him worse, you know, instead of just being a callous old man who was like, yeah, well, so a little girl dies. Now he's like, yeah, I mean, I know she's going to die, and that, that'll that just be a powerful motivator, won't it? <laughs> you know? So. Mm, not this say was it. confirmed not by Jim as well. Straight up. I don't know. In a word of Jim, like he said that it was Merlin's plan to just point Harry at them. 
Right. And he knew about the blood curse or something. I vaguely remember this. Right. Could be misquoting. <laughs> yeah, he might not have known about the curse per se, but he definitely knew that whatever happened, Harry was going to take care of it for him. So Right. But if that was the case, why did Harry get, like, no help from the White Council in changes? Well, I'm not saying I'm out, super satisfied the with the answer, but... I'm not either. Yeah. yeah. I never have been. Yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel like it's more like... Like, it... So it wasn't like I don't feel like it was a sense where like Langtree was like, there's a 50-50 chance that this is gonna succeed, and I'm happy with either outcome. It probably would have been like 80-20 or 90-10. Harry's probably going to fail, but it takes out, you know, McCoy and a bunch of other problems anyway. So once that's done, we'll just roll over the red court because we'll have every reason to do so, right? Because, you know, they'll have definitive evidence or whatever. So either way, he kind of wins in the sense that, like, he gets rid of a problem. But not necessarily that he was like, oh, yeah, Harry's just going to waltz in there and he's going to fuego every single motherfucking vampire on the planet. You know, I don't... I'm not sure because... Like, Harry had to do so much investigation to figure out what the Red Court was doing. I can't imagine Langtree just had that in his back pocket and just knew, right? You know, so, like, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, you know, I think he figured that the problem would resolve itself one way or another. And, yeah, probably the little girl's going to die and it's going to take out Dresden, who's a huge pain in my ass, and it's going to take out McCoy, who's a huge pain in my ass. And then we can finally get the war going proper the way that it's supposed to go, right? As opposed to, oh yeah, totally Dresden's going to take care of this for me and whatever. Like, because we're rooting for Dresden, right? That's that's the outcome we'd want. We'd want Tree to be on his side, but I just don't see it. You know, I don't right? even care about that. Part of the problem for me is Langtree's very much in the we've only got tell, we haven't got any show. Like, we keep mm-hmm. getting told how much of a genius he is, but right. twice at least on screen we've seen Harry outmaneuver him. And... Sure. You know, it's not like Mab, who we've seen her plans come to fruition. It's not like Vatarung, who we've seen his plans come to fruition. It's not, I mean, Nicodemus has the same kind of problem. Like, he's, you know, big and scary, and but okay, so Harry keeps beating him. Like, at, at a certain point, how much do I care? Right. And then you tell me, okay, so Langtree's actually, like, he's just that subtle. He's just that in the background. Like, and so he, he allows the great court, great council to run around, despite the fact that the council nearly just fractured into... This is all where he's just that much of a political savvy person. Well, yeah, some of that stuff is that I think trying to clamp down on, you know, like first, first of all, like Morgan's fear, right, through Turncoat, if they acknowledge the fact that there are splinter groups, then that's just going to reinforce it, obviously, right, make the problem worse. And if he suddenly like comes through and cracks down on everybody like openly and it's like, oh, these are the Grey Council and either implicates them as the Black Council or that they were a splinter group or whatever. He's just going to make the problem worse, right? But Langtree is like, you know, the ultimate in Switzerland, in my opinion, right? He would literally do nothing while they got eaten rather than, like, taking action in a lot of ways, right? Like, what positive actions have we seen him take to, like, try and stop a problem? Kind of like what you said, you know, like, 
he hasn't done anything, you know, like pop culture references, shocking everybody. The thought that comes to mind is he's like the minister of magic up until he literally fucking sees Voldemort in the ministry of magic. He's like, nothing's going on. It's fine. We're badasses. We're going to handle the problem. Not, there's no problem. And then all of a sudden it's like, he's faced with, Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> you know, I got to do something, you know? So I, I, yeah, I just, because people would probably argue like that would be Peabody's influence, but it's not as strong not anymore. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. But it's not. So even if you say, okay, the break was turncoat and that's when he, you know, the next book he's like, Oh, we're going to take charge now. And all it's like, that's still just one book. You One, you had this all along Two, Now I'm supposed to believe you're just that hyper competent and right. three. Okay. So you don't, you want this, you're playing both sides and you, you could have still done something. Right. Yeah. So much as send a contingent of wardens to cause a distraction, right? Rather than Harry having to like tap into the ley line and like, you know, do his earth magic thing to wipe out the trash. You could have at least had some wardens like off on the side, you know, kind of like the great council do later, right? Where it's just like they show up and at least stir the pot so that Harry and, and the Scoobies can go do what they need to do. You could have like, like Langtree you ever tries to take credit for what the great council does. I'm going to be mad. Well, well, he better you could go. not let Ariana into your main headquarters to spread a virus. Like, surely that could have been had in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Like, even well, if that's Christos' thing, it's like, <laughs> okay, just put coordinate off outside. Right. It's funny because every other White Council meeting up until this point has been not there, right? Right. It started in a hotel, like, conference room when they <laughs> right. had it in summer nights. Yep. Like you couldn't, you couldn't rent out uh, somewhere, you know. I mean, the council, councils on hard times, you know, the, the little cashola. <laughs> you couldn't verbal with Lake House. I mean, don't tell me you couldn't handle that. Guineas don't go as far as they used to. So. They can't use the app. Someone, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, they can outsource that. Yeah, they've got squibs. Come on now, somebody can do the 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 tech for them. You could just send someone who looks really old to or, some Starbucks and baristas like, I need this thing and I'm a helpless old person who does not use a phone and just like make it yeah, work. Anytime you see an old person in Starbucks who's not working on an actual screenplay, they're just doing like white council uh, business transactions. <laughs> right. Merlin routinely assumes false identities to disguise his long lifespan because in He's Summer Night, McCoy calls him Alfred and later the his series, his name is Arthur. So having two names totally means that he's changed his identity a few times. I mean, shit, he's a wizard. He's probably got eight names, right? But yeah. Um, but I mean, I chalked that up to the author making a mistake before I accepted the fact that no, he's got a secret identity. Like, yeah. It's just I, Harry's been mind whammied. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I want to look that up. I That's not one I ever caught. Because he says, uh, so. I, Alfred Laddie instead of yeah. Arthur. But then later, right. his name is Arthur Langtree. Yeah. No, his name always was. It just happens to be that he says Alfred instead in this one. Maybe McCoy was just trying to annoy him. Sure. Because he's very good at that. Yeah. I'd, I'd go with that. It's just like that was the name that he was called uh, when he their kids in the French and Indian War. For whatever reason. Well, yeah, I know. I was like, is this another one of those weird like Richard versus Dick you know, kind of like nickname things or like maybe of, of all the weirdness, like he's making a reference or something. I don't know. But or like I can think of a dozen other things that aren't supported by the fact that he called him by two different names. Therefore, it's a, it's an alter ego that somehow only Ebenezer knows about. 
and made a slip of the tongue. Like, yeah. Or he Optimus has Razor. one of those ridiculously British names that has like six of them. Well, yeah. Well, because again, you know, you've got Dumbledore, even Dresden's got four names for crying out loud. Like, it just seems like a wizard thing to do. It's what the author would do to give wizards like eight names, you know, like, I don't know. Okay, that's what they would do themselves if it gave people more, less of a chance to have a hold over them. I no, identify, sure. yeah, I identify like, as 37 names. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's like, all sorts in of universe, people with aliases. I totally buy it. Yeah. yeah. So, the the logic of the Merlin or anyone else assuming false identities or aliases or whatever just to keep themselves safe and in general do that thing if I'm not telling you everything's a secret, even my name, that makes sense. The uh, motivation to disguise his long lifespan seems superfluous. Well, yeah, he's a wizard. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, and he looks like Dumbledore. <laughs> he looks right. like the wizard's wizard, right? Yeah. Yes. I yeah, and I always love, I mean, talking about Dumbledore, I always love the scene where he's at the ministry and he introduces, like, all eight of his names, you know, especially because he has that extra pause on Brian, you know, so. Well, Brian, that's the only name that doesn't fit there. Right, yeah. <laughs> the rest of them are like wizard, First wizard, all, wizard, Wolf Brian. Rick, Brian. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's probably good trying to day. recall, what's that fucking muggle name they gave me? Oh, yeah, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Like they just got lazy at the end there. <laughs> the Merlin knows far more than anyone suspects. Thanks. Oh, okay, granted. Really <laughs> so are, who, they, apart from Harry Dresden, name me one character in this book that doesn't know more than they let on. <laughs> uh, hold on. I hold on. Fucking Maggie knows more than she lets on, and she, <laughs> yeah, she does. I, I almost said Sonya, but that didn't quite stick. Um, well, because him so. and Butters could get intellectus from God if they needed any information. So it's like, well, there's that, there's that too. But it, it would, it would be in Sonya's character, in my opinion, for for like Dresden to be arguing with somebody about some magical minutia, and then Sonya's like, no, that's not how it works, and and then just like correct them, right? Because he's got that kind of just like base, you know, personality where it's just like. No, I mean, I've been around the block. I've learned a thing or two. <laughs> so, Maybe Daniel so Carpenter, he seems like he's an idiot. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Possibly he was fat. I'm sorry, what? You went into another language there. Yeah, I was thinking, every time Sanya gets brought up, I think about him uh, talking to <laughs> Harry about that ink map. It's oh. a funny scene. <laughs> You're a crack dealer for fairies? Shame. So. The Merlin does, in fact, collect bottle caps. <laughs> I just... Okay, granted, I don't care. You know what? Fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Take it. You know what? Yeah. Not even yeah. just but Snapple facts, specifically. I, I want... This is going in the next Q&A. If one of you is listening and you make it to Dragon Con or wherever he shows up next, because I know we just had Dragon Con, like, I want you to ask him if Arthur Langtree actually... Collects bottle caps, so he's gonna be like, "No, it's stamps." And and which organization did he send such bottle caps to so that he could get his Merlin title? Because oh, you know what he collects? He collects pogs because he doesn't know they're out of style. Oh no, no, he's still too old for pogs. But thank you, thank you for making me feel old. So come on, it's yeah. a circle. It's a <laughs> circle of cardboard with a picture on it. That's got to be like brand new technology to him. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, I used to do bottle caps, but wouldn't you know the new hotness the mortals are trading? <laughs> like, Langtree, that's like 30 years old, my dude. 
Oh, maybe I'll look into Beanie Babies. It's it's Pokemon <laughs> cards. Right. <laughs> oh no. He he leverages the entire White Council's stock position on a first edition Charizard. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Bro, that's a good investment. But it's right shiny. There. You don't understand. How, How did, did they get, get it like this? What is this sorcery? Yeah. <laughs> holographic imaging. Uh, and he thinks oh, the God, Pokemon company. Mind magic, and he's like going to fight the uh whoever created Pokemon. What are these yeah. things? I didn't know what a pog was, so I googled it. I'm very oh, confused. God, you're like a five-year-old. <laughs> now, what now I'm not fuck? sure if I know what a pog is. I'm thinking it's those round discs that you used to yeah. collect. That okay. that is exactly and all. And then it you is. stacked them, and then you had slimmers, yeah. and you would flip them you... and then see yeah. if you could win them against your friends. Oh, we had friends. We, we, we never played. We just collected them straight. I them. never played either. I, it was slightly yeah. past my time too, but I had a yeah, bunch of. The... It. The playing was always riskier, right? Because like the idea was like whatever you flipped over, you kept, and so like you had the shiny holographic ones for that too, and so it was like it, it became trivially easy to like flip over an entire stack. So like people, I think, just got bored of trading, and then they were like, "Okay, we're done," you know. But elementary school for those of us that learned math on an abacus, apparently. Before that, it was Marvel. did you really on an abacus? Was... It was Yu-Gi-Oh no. cards. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that you had to ask, though, really is the point of the joke. <laughs> like, that's the question. So, <laughs> do you think that actually, now school. that we're on a tangent, could you do a Code Duello with Yu-Gi-Oh cards and, like, a time to duel, and you just, like, that's your weapon of choice is a deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Bro. Oh, it's <laughs> so cool. And the are wizards that can maybe actually send you something like the Shadow Realms. Like, yeah, Dude, they could actually fucking summon. <laughs> right. They could actually summon the Dark Magician, and you know, just go nuts. I think it. I, they, they should invest in this. Yes, they should. Yeah. Okay. okay. So add that. To I'd be the, up for magic too. Should we save that one for I an interview magic. question? Be like, yes. Mr. Butcher, could could wizards duel other immortal types I, with Yu-Gi-Oh? I will happily ask him that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I actually will not have been the stupidest question ever asked. Okay, yeah, all right. I'm 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 just going to step in here with a moment of lucidity and say that I believe that the weapon types in the contests are outlined in the Code Duello. So that would require an amendment and ratification by, you know, anyway, I'm just saying, because like Ivy lists them out a little bit, right? I don't think that was an all-inclusive list, but, you know, that's where the whole like no, will, it, it weapons, probably was, but I energy projection... It, I think if you get pedantic enough, you could argue Yu-Gi-Oh cards in one of those in one of those uh, categories. I'd be willing to extend a, a, an olive branch and meet you halfway that one of the contests would be strategy, and they probably intend something like chess or you know three dimensional chess, but Yu-Gi-Oh cards would be an acceptable proxy. So, well, I... uh, will willpower <laughs> was one of them, right? So, if you believe sure. in the heart of the cards strong enough, that's will. <laughs> I've done it. I have satisfied the requirements. <laughs> it's time to do, 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 do. We got it. Oh you know, man. I mean, we all know these these fey rules is all about really just about being pedantic as as much as possible, right? So yep. Well the stupid shit it. is that you know Dresden is like I forget the main character, right? But everybody knows who I'm talking about, even if you didn't watch the show. But it's like, he's the guy that like inexplicably every time by the end of the episode summons Exodia, right? It's like there's a one in 14 quintillion chance that this is going to happen. Yet somehow every episode where it matters, Dresden's like, and I summon Exodia! Because Lucky is his superpower, not 
not good or anything else, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, all right, can we please okay, <laughs> come with this topic? Yeah. <laughs> Lucio likes, perhaps even prefers girls. Okay. I'm sorry, what? I think Lucio prefers girls is their assertion. Okay. Men. Okay. I don't know if she prefers girls, but I'm pretty sure she's she she also yeah, likes. I don't girls. think she has a problem with anyone <laughs> to, to you know enjoy. But is it she uh, like 14th century decadent? So it's just like Valara hints at you know the appetite she uh, whatever. Her taste uh, used to run differently. They're they're quoting. So like, right, there you fine. go. She's, she's Fantastic. Fine. We figured it out, even though it was kind of. I don't know. That could also just mean blondes instead of hairy. They do have more fun. Also, it's not. It's not like when she was laying off her list of grievances um, about Peabody's influence that like he made her straight and she wasn't. So. Yeah. Ooh, can you imagine don't... the shit that anyone would get? <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what a petty thing to do. Okay, Lucio is slash was pregnant. God. I'm like, I never saw any of it about Lucio possibly being pregnant just because they were boning, but it doesn't surprise me that, like, anytime sex happens, therefore pregnancy must be a question. To answer. Yeah, Harry's got to have that third kid. Okay. Hold mm -hmm. on. So, just for a moment, let's pretend that you're several centuries old, sex positive wizard. And you're telling me that she didn't use protection magically, physically, or otherwise? Yeah. Like, we didn't exactly get into the bedroom, thank God. You know, like, you know, but come on, guys. Like, you're telling me she couldn't just figure that out? You know? Like, there's a potion for that. Oh, I'm sure. There's a potion. There's a root. There's a ritual. There's literally latex condoms. There's no, no, actual birth control. Like... Potion Why? B. This, That's all it takes. This, potion yeah, B. Right. It, there's there's practically no reason to entertain this, right? You know, it's just unnecessary. Well, there's no reason. There's no reason to entertain any of this. But no, what else are we gonna do? Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you. So Harry has at least three kids, in my opinion, right? So we've got Maggie, who's obvious. We got Bonea, who some people would probably forget is actually literally a child of his. And then yeah. we got whatever Mab does, because if you think that shit's not coming back from fucking Mab at some point, like literally both fucking Mab and because fucking Mab, then you got another thing coming. Like that's literally, that's literally why you don't fuck around with fairies and find out because you will, you know, like, like for all we know, we got baby Dresden, baby Dresden already leading her armies at the fucking gates, right? Like Leah's out there with, you know, eight year old Dresden riding in a battle for all we care because time works differently. But like, you know, those are those are guaranteed. But like, why does Lucio need to have a kid? So, you know, anyway. Well, so that the kid like there's possible. a reminder point. If she was being so mentally controlled and everything, possibly to be the honey trap to Dresden, she could have been forced to not do any birth control as well. But that's sure. just a level of it's a little bit too much and it's not needed. And that wasn't the point right. of anything. And he doesn't need to have three children. Yeah, all it's going to do is have a conversation later where it's like, I had a magical abortion, Harry. <laughs> what is it going to accomplish? Yeah. <clears throat> Thank I you sacrificed our child to, uh, you know, the sleeper. He's going to yeah. chill out for a little while. Andreas, like did Andreas. your soul leave your body? I was going to say, he, he, he keeps looking yeah. like he's falling asleep. Like daylight saving time just happened. Yeah. 
just contemplating since because you still ship Lucio, right? That, that's your that's your flame. I mean, yeah, right I now they were writing great. the fan fiction with. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they yeah, were great together. No, I'm never. I'm, I don't think you'll ever catch me writing fan fiction, dude. It's not going to happen. Oh, well, Lucio, well, we're not going to catch you, but. <laughs> We might see the results of it somewhere. So. Lucio has easily been his most stable relationship, and it was the result of fucking mind control. So I'm on board with it still. It was a good. Re- it was a good relationship, man. Sad yeah. that uh, then it got ruined. I still ruined, ship it. Ruined at the beginning. Listen, their relationship died so that Susan could die, and I'm happy about that. And Murphy. And Murphy died. Oh yeah, we're two for two. <laughs> two, two for two. I mean, I don't know. I, I like Murphy, but I, I don't like you. Susan, have so. Hey, I keep Lucio above all. Now, Harry just needs uh, to hook up with Butters and finally he'll die. Yeah, Lucio would have been really great, but the mind control thing torpedoed that and then blew up the ashes. So, you know, just a little bit. But, Give her a hundred years, she'll get over it. Just a little bit. Yeah. No, because, like, yeah, anyway, I'm not getting into this, but no. Yes, you will. Okay. Moving on. Rashid can't really predict the future. Okay. Uh, I mean, which which she? <laughs> oh, Rashid. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just exactly. I thought you were saying like she is in like Mab or something. You know, no, like no, Rashid. I didn't hear Rashid. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, we all know that's bullshit because Odin literally has an eye that can see the future. Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. Andreas, yeah, what were you saying? That was a terrible <laughs> argument, and I don't want to support. <laughs> that wasn't even an argument. <laughs> that lends too much credence to Director Alex's. Uh, That's why it wasn't an argument. No. It was just said. Just to annoy. Rashid I mean, is really Merlin. Yeah. In cold days, something no. about that too. Why not? So. So Rashid is Morgan Freeman's character from the Robin Hood. I movie. think their their justification <laughs> for Rashid as Merlin is because Rashid kind of dresses the way Alec Guinness did in Star Wars, and that's Bob used Alec Guinness as the model in the Cold Days thing. No. What guys? <laughs> guys. Like if anything, if anything, Alec Guinness was on Tatooine, which was filmed in Tunisia. So maybe the like local garb had something to do with it. And since, you know, Rashid is actually Arabic, like holy prior art, Batman. This is like Lord of the Rings is a rip off of Star Wars levels of stupid. Like, no. Wait, you mean they didn't go to another planet to film that? Yeah. Right. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, on location in a galaxy no. far, far away. We're skipping but, the mixed one. I always no. picture, I don't picture talk Rashid. About it. I always picture Rashid in like a um Fantasia type outfit. I never picture him in just a brown robe. Well, he's got, like, it's a Holocaust cloak in my mind, right? He's got the stupidly huge, deep robe, you know, with, like, his gleaming eye underneath or whatever, you know, like... Wasn't his robe whatever. to be colored at one point in time? I don't know. But, like, what what I have pictured doesn't always necessarily match up to the text, and I acknowledge that. The, uh, the main reason why Rashid is not Merlin, though, is could you imagine creating something in five or more dimensions... And then showing up to it being pissed off because you fucked something up a thousand years ago. Like, Demon Reach doesn't like Rashid and holds a grudge. So, why'd you make me born, Daddy? Yeah, I know, right? Like, unless we got some weird daddy issues, like you're suggesting, like, no, I don't think so. I mean, we all have some weird daddy (laughs) issues to one degree or another. Eh. I'm not going to talk about it. Yes, Director, let's have you add to this conversation. 
Oh, did or you just waiting the same for the person? next one? Yeah, okay. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I know the trope do name for it, but it seems like sloppy narrative to... Uh, oh, wow. You just killed Andreas out of the conversation. But, but it seems he like sloppy himself. narrative to have two characters in the same story who both call out to the Odin myth by being one-eyed, humorous, precog badasses who help out the protagonist when necessary. Either Odin is pretending to be Rashid or vice versa. And as of this book, we still haven't seen them both in the same place at the same exactly. time. So, <sighs> Yeah. My God. I hate they everything about it. <laughs> they do have the same template. They even have the same knowledge pool. They do basically the same type of shit to help Harry. They are weirdly similar. And it would definitely be in Odin's style, and it wouldn't be in Butcher's style to simulate Odin's style. Yes, oh, I like, oh, I like these wizard. arguments, actually. True and every wizard with precog abilities must be Odin. Like now, every wizard with one eye and many aliases. What many aliases does, does Rashid have outside? His of eye Europe has canon? a disguise. Okay, that's not that's not an argument though. Like, it's a joke. It's not an it, argument. It so. is an argument when you want it to be true. Yeah, right, much. which is where. I, which is what a lot of these TV tropes are. <laughs> like, yep, this is this is where this is this is this argument here with the director we've we've had for I don't know how many years now. This is she represents those people in with that argument. That's that's her. That's hold that's on, all of them. I'm tweeting him right now because this has gone on far enough. Dear Mister Butcher, please tell me once and for all that Odin and Rashid are not the same fucking person. God damn it, please. I feel like your thumbs are just going up and down the same place. I feel oh, yeah. like you're lying to me right now. You're not really that, typing anything. Why? Because are you I'm telling me he's not a convincing mime? <laughs> yeah, right. Look, man, I'm more that. French than most of us. Like, I got a little bit of mime in there somewhere, I'm sure. I mean, you're wearing an Irish shirt, though, so... Oh, see, he left. Uh, he can't can't handle this. He can't handle this. Two rage quits in one episode. This you is seen what, You've seen what you've done. <laughs> Five minutes. I feel like you're fucking me with that whole Twitter miming thing. I'm out. <laughs> we love you. It's, Did you push the? We're not laughing again? at your expense. I am. <laughs> it's when I go to switch. When I switch tab, and I maybe press don't do back it. by accident. Focus on your job. Ah. Stop tabbing out. <laughs> Yeah, you all tabbed and it just killed everything. Are you sure you were hitting tab and not F4? It's got two fingers on the touchpad is go back. Three fingers is switch to the other window. So This when is why I hate gesture. <laughs> this like, is why Europeans don't audio is their fingers. Wow. Okay. He shut off all of Norway in one fell stroke. Oh, good. Harry and Rashid, can we talk about this one? Harry no, and can't. Rashid are now co-workers because Rashid's job is to keep the outsider foot soldiers from invading reality and bringing back about the end of the world, Harry's job is to keep bad things under demon reach. Okay. Because one of them is probably an outsider. Question. So, were they not already co-workers as members of the White Council? Yeah, right. Does that not count? <laughs> That's like, the first thing that comes to mind. They're the fighters for the good side, you know? They're like, you know, they're they they already were. If you ask what the wizards <laughs> are about it. I mean, yeah. This one, this one is like, how early on in the series did you write this one? Because Obviously, the whole, you know, we work for the same organization would roughly make them co-workers. But then, you know, also by the time of, like, Turncoat and Demon Reach, right? Like, well, and certainly Cold Days, he finds out, oh, yeah. you know, a lot more that it's like, 
Rashid, I guess maybe Harry doesn't know, right? Harry doesn't know that Rashid had his job before, right? He doesn't know he was the fulcrum last time around. That's a word of Jim, not a not a well, book thing. Even but. still, this just makes them like Ebenezer and Kincaid. They're like, you know, comrades right. in arms type thing, but they, they're not, you know, they're, they're not co-workers <laughs> by this definition. They're they both are... on team reality. Great. Hey. So there's a lot of people. Who, who on earth isn't a co-worker then? What? <laughs> where do we like, play? Like, where do we play? Rashid is like he's like a top level in the field CIA agent and dressed in as a prison warden. That's that's their working <laughs> relationship. But they both work for the US government. If we were to put it in real terms. Sure. I mean still, but like Rashid is still kind of Harry's boss. He's literally given him work. Right. So it's not just like they both work in this large, huge, nebulous, you know, thing pointing in the same direction. Like proven guilty was literally Rashid said, deal with this shit or bad things are going to happen. Or, you know, even summer night where he said, if you had if you had chosen something else, I would have killed you myself. You know, like. I mean, a little harsh, a little archaic, but, you know, he's definitely his boss. <laughs> One of several pirate Roberts. It's also this is actually harkens back to the Rashid, Rashid seeing the future. I just thought about that scene in the same. Is it in books? What book? Fucking is it? The one with the Shaq Nasty turncoat. 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 Yeah. Where he's like, where Rashid shows up as like, I have to stop you, Dresden. This is too far, and and then he can't see that Harry's connected to the island and the futures that evolve until he steps on the island. So he can't. It's not like he's got. Full precog. I guess you can kind of see possibilities or something. Yeah. Well, that's what it, it seems to be like. What the the mothers kind of did, just on a smaller scale, where it's like too many, you know, futures unwinding that are bright ones, is what the comment is. It's like he probably has some general idea when he looks at a person where they're going to branch off to, but and that's what he says. You know, you've you've just traded one headache today for a bigger one tomorrow. Oh boy. Yep. <laughs> Okay, next. Martha Liberty was born a slave. Joy. I guess because she was old enough. That sucks. And because her name's Liberty and... I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm I mean, sure it's plausible, but there's not, nothing in the book that suggests one way or the other, but given her age, it's likely. Right? Right. Yeah, I mean, what what are your choices at that point? Like, she came over later? Or, like, you know, like maybe... Maybe she came over, you know, free and just I could I could absolutely see her involved with like the Underground Railroad, especially with a name like Martha Liberty. I think that was on purpose. You know, I don't I don't expect that was like her given name, but maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean. What's it's, to argue with on that? <laughs> so Well, there's there's nothing almost nothing there. So there's not much to argue with. It's just. I, don't know, I guess. I mean, it would be one age. thing if it was like character mentality, but we've seen her all a grand total of like twice. So, yeah, actually, not even Summer Night was the biggest chunk of her stuff. Well, she's she had a lot to do in um, Peace Talks, you know. Even though it was kind of like she's over there, it wasn't like well, but that's what action, it is. It was it was but, like her yeah. in the archive, you know. They're over there, and right. Versus in Summer Night, she was actually talking to Harry, talking to people, yeah, and we could saying, see that. You know, hinting at what she right. knew about him. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know what he was meant to be. It's like, but could you share with the class, please? <laughs> no, <laughs> right. it's too early. Oh, 
We already back then we got Star Starborn references and Harry oh, still yeah. <laughs> still waiting lasting until book what fifteen sixteen. We 40. it is not the allotted time yet for that theory to be born. <laughs> you could at least add acknowledge that Harry picks up on this. That's like that's actually a bit of a pet peeve. Yeah, he can Harry's ask the question dumb. and He's they not, can is, refuse to tell. Yeah, he's been okay. that dumb since since he got the name in fucking White Knight. Rashid was the former warden of Demon Reach before he took up his duties as gatekeeper. I think this is impossible given the fact that Demon Reach doesn't like Rashid. Yeah, not Maybe to mention doesn't that, like, that has been uh, jossed by yeah. the author, right? To sure, but in terms of not liking, <laughs> there could be an argument that, you know, it's a guilted lover situation. Yeah, I have, no, I have no problem with Rashid once have been being that, and it's like, well, he fucked up, and now he's not the warden anymore. Did that break, Justin? Yeah. Why? <laughs> why do you need to do that? Because Rashid's geosexual, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my God, there's just Listen, about man. three inappropriate jokes crossed my mind. Just like no, and you share them back. with the share them with the yes, cat. yes. So it's a it's an old Tarzan joke, right? So. Oh, God damn it. You guys I are going to get talking me canceled. You do. You know the joke. All right. So is that enough? No, no you I guys don't know the to... joke. Okay. I, I'm paraphrasing because it's been a long time, but I'm familiar with the joke. But anyway, so like Tarzan Jane, right? You know their story, right? So um, so they, they're, you know, starting to fall in love and they're starting to do the romance thing. And then finally, you know, she's kind of like overtaken in the moment and, and all passionate. And um she she like strips off her clothes and whatever and you know tarzan's all getting sweet with her and stuff like that and then you know she like lays down on on some big leaves to like make herself ready and whatever and then tarzan like runs up and kicks her right in the privates and and she just jumps up screaming she's like what the hell did you do that for and he's like checking for squirrels so like I said, paraphrased, I feel like there was more setup for that, but hot damn. Like, thank you for that with Rashid and the imagery for, yeah. So, again, wizards. I'm just saying, as a wizard, I could be more creative than that. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Harley McFinn went to Listens to Wind for his greater circle to commission it being built, I guess. I don't think that's necessary, but okay. It could have been. I don't know. It, I'm sure as shit didn't go to Kim Delaney. <laughs> until he right. did. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, let's assume this is true for the briefest of moments. Why the fuck would you then go to some fledgling kitchen witch to fix it? Right. And not yeah, it's get a pretty... in contact with, through your fiance, with a person who knows a senior council member. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pretty complex working that circle, right? It's like pretty like the original one. Like surely it had to be a wizard. Why and why can't it get a hold of that wizard again? Yeah, in hold on. If Tara West already knew <sighs> listens to wind, why didn't she put him in touch? Even if he didn't make it in the first place, why didn't she say like, senior council member he knows how to do this and not the fledgling kitchen witch? Probably because we didn't know that, or Jim didn't know he was. She was supposed to know him until. Later That's probably on. the truth thing. 
But no, since we have to have a, an in-world explanation, because otherwise it might break the mystique that he knows everything and does everything and is purposeful with every line. Uh, I'm going to just assume because she couldn't get in touch with him. Yeah, I think I think you guys are missing the obvious hilarity of this, right? Because I I've got this picture now where like three to six months after the events, for whatever reason, listen to when shows up with a bunch of pizzas like from Community and just be like. <gasps> Where's my friend? <laughs> what happened to his circle? Because he obviously had nothing at all to do with the story. So. He got he lost track of time, and he's just like, "Oh God, let me make these pizzas and make him feel better." It's like, what is this? <laughs> right? Like, where werewolf? Where Tara West? It's like. <laughs> Jesus. I can't believe it. If it was you know like Irwin. <laughs> like a Bigfoot with like 30 pizzas. <laughs> right. Be like, wait a minute, the full moon the full moon's every month? Damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the Black Staff, Black Staff is alive, sentient and evil. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean evil's a strong word, but no, I think it. Uh, I think it applies in this case. It, it's we. Do you think Mother Winter's evil? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, I think from I a human, you might take it as a compliment. Yeah, right. I mean, she's she tried to eat Harry because he dared summon her. By so. mortal perspective, you know, moral. Yeah, she's probably evil. By the laws of the universe and nature, she's just you know her. I would say within the bounds of. Our reality, like Winter and and Mother Winter, and even like the, that whole faction is is evil. Well, necessary but, evil is always the caveat, right? But at least, I mean, at least they're on team reality. Well, yeah, I mean, that's again necessary evil. <laughs> it's just that's what that right. is most likely. I mean, I guess yeah, you could probably a... you could probably make the argument that someone like Mother Winter is evil if she actually does eat babies and i have no reason to doubt her when she says that she thinks infant marrow tastes delicious so yeah i mean you don't have to do that but if you again if you like what you like and it's just part of who you are <laughs> if, if you do what you love just, you'll never work a day in eternity so you know <laughs> you dead ass defending yeah it's eating children marrow i mean there's an argument here that that's not evil you know that's just the nature of who she is <laughs> the yeah, only I mean, thing that makes it more evil is if she seeks it out specifically versus like a dingo that eats the baby you know there's really no it's the intent so if she intends it and she does actually things it takes I mean it you know the creature likes children more and so for whatever reason I don't remember I never actually read the book but he's evil it is also evil right oh it like it it yeah like right. the thing you just yeah. watched yeah no I I just didn't follow because it it you know so I was yeah. like well, it's not you still know. not great naming <laughs> on on King's part well. I mean, it works in the context of the book, but when you're making references outside of that, it becomes. I mean, I guess I could have just said Pennywise, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, Pennywise is objectively evil from you know the the meta multiversal view and everything like that. Like he's one of the forces of evil. Like uh, Butthead, um, can't remember the the main bad guy's name now. But oh, I thought you meant like um, from Beavis and Butthead, and I was like, oh, no, 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 a no. lot from that yeah. cartoon. Yeah, this is a very super meta conversation. So Beavis and Butthead are actually the 
No. <laughs> I just can't. Well, but, but anyway, it's funny because Pennywise is even, I would say he's objectively even more evil because all we know from Mother Winter's side is that she kind of thinks babies taste good, but Pennywise actually thinks fear makes the flavor taste better. So right. I mean, he's not just eating kids. He's making piss in their pants first. We're, right. we're like on the degree wheel of evil now, but it's all... <laughs> Yeah, Pen so so for a little bit of context, Pennywise is so far deep into the black on evil that Stephen King hates writing about him because it scares him and he's the fucking author that invented him. So not to mention that from like a meta perspective in like the Dark Tower stuff, like Pennywise is literally trying to bring down one of the pillars of reality. So like that's pretty bad, right? It's, so I don't yes, remember. in comparison, Mother Winter would be like lukewarm. They might enjoy a dinner party together, but... You know, like she would get tips from him on how delicious scared babies are. Thank you for making me say those words. <laughs> like, and, I mean, Mother Mother Winter would be like, "You don't say, hmm. <laughs> right?" Yeah. So, so you know, she's like, no, honestly, I, 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 I think like, I think she would find him quaint. It's like, oh, look at you going through all this effort just to salt your meat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just fucking yeah. eat it raw. Yeah. Just go fry yeah. yeah, I mean, I just watched it chapter two like two days ago, so that was fresh, but you know. So. I have I not read the Dark Towers yet, but I have read some wiki stuff, and he's like, yeah. is he the main evil or like a servant of the main evil? Like, I'm not sure if... I... He might be like I'm not I'm not hugely ex experienced, but like so the reason why I looked up like is because I I looked up a little bit more about the the turtle god right that like I was gonna say he fights places, a space so. turtle he can't be the main evil right so i th i think but i think he's like you know one step down from whatever like i don't know what the main evil is but he is definitely the, way up the, there but the main evil is the crimson king there is i was gonna say isn't the main evil like the tower itself or some shit i don't know well he's there supposedly is, like is... attacking one of the pillars of the tower or something so i thought the tower was reality was the way i understood it so like it was symbolic at least of reality but Again, I need to read know. those books. Yeah, and well, I mean, it's just, first. yeah, dude, it's it's daunting. Like there, there are few like Wheel of Time doesn't seem as daunting to me as getting into the Dark Tower stuff because there's like ten or more Dark Tower books that doesn't even belie the fact that they make references at times to like thirty other Stephen King books, right? And you probably don't need to go read all of them, but it might have helped to read it in the stand and a few others before you even get to the Dark Tower because, you know, like you're gonna see some of these characters come back. And then the Dark Tower is like way over there in reality. Like talking about multiversal and shit that makes sense. Like you know, the little bit that I understand, like, it's just, it's nuts. The, so. the stab bad guy is a pretty major player in Dark Towers, I think, from what I remember. Hmm. At least, that's probably a book you want to read before reading Dark, the Dark Tower. And The Stand is a pretty hefty book. Yeah, well, and I mean, I've I've read those, but there are still, like, even others. You know, like, I've, I've done Salem's Lot, The Stand, It, you know, all great, but... I've yeah. done. I've only done one Stephen King book. Don't shoot me. I've got which zero, one? So. Yeah, I've not read any. <laughs> you're gonna, are gonna like it when I say I, it because it's not one of the classics. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably it's a newer, stupid. It's a newer one called The Institute, and it's I actually really liked it. I mean, one of one of the I think this one was somewhat newer was the whole like um, 
was the JFK book. I can't remember the date. Uh, that was the book before the 11, Institute. 11, 26, okay. 63 yeah. or 2263, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The date. That, that one was really neat, but it's like, you know, it didn't necessarily have to be Stephen King. It was just kind of like a neat time travel-y. Like, you would see, like, a, a Twilight Zone episode about, you know, about it or whatever. Anyway, oh. we're off subject. So, yes, oh, you noticed. Mother Winter. No. What? Listen, some Mother Winters are always trying to ice skate up. The <laughs> right? And she can because she's Mother Winter. So. That was that was your stick. one per podcast, EG. <laughs> yeah, I will right. get as many as I feel like. Thank you very much. But yes, I tend to reserve it for one because otherwise it loses its potency. Okay, last one Sorry. on the uh, White Council section. Yeah, yeah and is... then we go home. Yeah, well, Rashid's eye has been empowered by one of the Winter Queen's most likely map. I think they have this tie a little bit in the backwards. Even they yeah. think that Rashid's eye has been powered by the Queens, but it's more like they're all drawing the source from the gates. I think. Right. Mm. Well, Rashid's drawing power from the 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 gates. It's made of the same material. Eye is drawing power from the gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't think I don't. I don't think. The, the the mother like everybody all the winter queens are drawing power from the gates that that I don't agree with it would utterly defeat the purpose of their positions if that's how it like I don't okay so I don't think drawing power from the gates but I would think that because they're the guardians they're connected to the gates in some fashion I mean sure. But I, I feel like that's probably in the same way that Harry is connected to Demon Reach insofar as they, like, if they were there, they would have intellectus about what's going on there and that kind of stuff. But uh, as sort of power boost that Harry does have on the island, right? Right. There's, but there less, can be argument for that. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe when they're there, they can turn into, like, you know, Super Saiyan mode. But, right. Well, so Rashid's eye is literally a part of the outer gates, right? Like, it's a piece of it. So it doesn't seem like a huge stretch to me to imagine that Mab has, you know, something akin to like a Palantir made from the gates that's like she can watch it if she needed to, you know, so that she knows exactly what's going on. Because, for example, she knows exactly what's going on in Battlegrounds, that there was a simultaneous attack. The mechanism becomes somewhat academic. Either way, she knew, right, one way or another. Maybe she had a runner because she's got literally millions of beings to do these jobs, right? So so it's kind of academic. Well, but I mean, if she's like, already palling around in Chicago, I mean, Leah's probably there just as backup anyway. So even if Leah told right. her. Right. You know, and, and I could see those two having some kind of, you know, quantum tunnel, you know, of it sharing information. Well, but... we see there the mental thing they did with Harry in the book, so... Right. I have no reason to doubt she couldn't do it with every single person in winter. True. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the idea of them getting powered up, you know, like, I mean, I would think so. Right. You know, like it, it doesn't sound like a terrible idea on its face. It's just not supported in the text so far. Right. So to hold that hard line, like it sounds plausible, but we got no evidence per se, other than Rashid's got, like that's literally his eye is a piece of uh, is of the outer gates. That's and it's also because the gates are like a thing versus thousands and thousands or however many beans are down there with their own personal power. So I mean, theoretically, if you go and you draw power from the gates, you're potentially weakening it versus all these beans that could just you know replenish their magic at any time. 
there's a lot of questions that that brings up, right? Because like, you know, if you take a cup of water out of the ocean, did you weaken it? You know, like, I don't think the gates are any danger of that. But then it also kind of asks, like, how are they being, you know, powered and supported? Is this a function of the white God? Or is it a function of just the fact that people are inside, right? Like, are the outer gates powered by some kind of like blood ritual to like every living creature inside, you know, reality or whatever. And that maybe that's why they have like harbinger type creatures, right? They have the, the knights and, and the walkers and whatnot to run around causing muck inside to either get mortals to summon them inside, you know, which happens obviously, or, you know, like where Nicodemus's thing, like, part of my head canon with his curse has been, you know, wiping out people makes it so that mortals can't summon them. Right. That's a stretch for me, but I could see some of those things out there in the connect the dots where that might make some sense. Right. But then, you know, it's kind of flying at the face of this that I'm proposing now, which is like, you know, if, if the gates are, are being empowered by, you know, the stability and just general life force of everything inside team reality, because, the, the rules of the universe is the power's got to come from somewhere, you know, somehow. Um, the And the, the main question mark there is the white God, right? Which has always been the thing. Any kind of like faith-based power source always kinds of flies in the face of the fact that the white God existed before he created mankind. So he's not powered by faith, even though all of his other stuff seems to work powered by faith. Like it becomes circular, right? It, it's a catch-22, like, how could he possibly have had the power to do all the things that are credited to him before people had faith in him? So he must exist outside of that tribute. Sorry, too much destiny. Um, but, you know, like the same thing with the fairies, right? The, like the fairies are literally faith-based and you see that even in other stuff like um, um, what's-his-face is Merlin, right? Um, the guy from um, Jurassic Park and um, Sam Neill. Yeah, so so Sam Neill, like, like he ignores Mab to death, right? So that's not even just like a Dresden Files thing. Like that's out there in the various mythologies. So like you could see different examples, but like the gates of reality have to work separately than that somehow, you know. Um, anyway, lots of words to say. I don't know. <laughs> so and that's what we do. Yeah, we don't know anything. Some of us know some things, and some of us think I, they know things they shouldn't know. Right? I read seventeen books. I know that much. You yeah. know, plus oh. or minus how much and I know. Where she does not own it, I know that much. There's <laughs> yeah. one more. But That's what you think you know. <laughs> I know. I know it. <laughs> but I didn't know. Did you know that? Yes, I know everything. Yeah, we made it through one more section. Yay. Yeah. Next time is. Fairies and divinities, and just scrolling through, I did see a link to the movie Frozen. Oh yeah! <laughs> At I least we not could positively time timestamp that one. You know, carbon yeah. date it. I did not so. read what it was, but I just saw the link. It's like, okay, that'll be fun next time. It's weeks. Fun is but... a relative term. <laughs> gone, for, gone, pulled up trees. E.g., anytime that this just gets too much for you, and you're just really, you know, down and everything, you just got to remember to let it go. Let it go. And I had a yeah. frozen overload this past weekend in Disney already, so I'm numb to My this. My dude, it's only the end of October. It's just, it's starting. Like, you you didn't get Disney overload. You just got your first taste of it because there's two or three months, maybe four months of good frozen time coming. Oh, no, so. frozen's not a 
it's Christmas movie just because there's snow. Let it go. It depends on how many young, you know, children you have in your life. So. Uh, enough that I can ignore them and simply watch Muppet Christmas Carol on my own. Thank you very much. Bah humbug. <laughs> yeah. The, greatest, the greatest telling of a Christmas Carol story, by the way. Hmm, I don't know. Can I can I just love them all equally? Like no. all of the Christmas Carol ones and the Grinch, like those are my watch list. Maybe the Elf. Was fun. You know, so. Yes, the Grinch, Grinch was fun. But there was a lot of Jingle fun. All the Way. Great Christmas movie. Batman and Robin, great Christmas movie. <laughs> right. Die Hard, obviously. Oh, so, yeah. Obviously. I'm hoping to actually add uh, the Hawkeye series. For the first time all the way through last year. I'd never seen it. No. Yep. No way. What did you do? Fall asleep? Like in a drunken stupor? No, like, just, how did you not watch? Of, I've never watched Pulp Fiction. I've never watched lots of things. <laughs> Even the director is like short circuited on that one. <laughs> no, I was reading Cody because Cody was saying shit like this. Oh, well, that's why we don't talk. <laughs> no, about him. sorry. I mean, Frozen's my man, Co my man Cody's almost got a point there, but I wouldn't. I don't know if it's perfect, but uh, it's pretty I'd good. Be willing, I'd be willing to discuss this with you in chat, but the problem is we're only going to have like two movies for December anyway. Hey, so up obviously, he says Die I'm correct one because them. the Muppet Christmas Carol is the best movie. Thank yes, you. This is in reference to the Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol. See? Cherry picking. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this must be so confusing for the people who are not watching on YouTube. Yeah, wow. I can recommend <laughs> watching some of the stuff. Uh, just video instead of audio. Uh, just watch so we audio. can get money. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of tough because at least three of the four of us, you don't want to see our faces anyway. So I applaud you for making the choice for audio. But, uh, you know, you don't do miss about, out on don't my talk faces about the director's face like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we should have someone my to read things out loud when we put them on the screen so people who are only audio can enjoy the things that Cody yeah, says. You're right. That's uh, yeah, that's absolutely what this podcast was missing was, you know, uh, Stephen Hawking, you know, reading all of Cody's, you know, messages to us. So well, we could probably have afford it as a robotic voice. Yeah. I think we can <laughs> afford him now. His rates have definitely plummeted recently. I'm not going to touch that one. Like his life. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. This has been an episode of the Dresden Files podcast. <laughs> And next week, you get it? He's dead. 